Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say today we have Alison with us, who's a marketing and communications manager. Alison, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me with you today. You're very welcome. Alison, could you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so Tom, I've been working in marketing for over 20 years, I hate to say it. Um, but it's something I kind of stumbled into. I, you know, I, when I left school, I went straight into working. And I never really planned to have a career in marketing, but I just started working assisting the marketing manager in the company I was working for and fell in love with it. So I actually went back to university in my late 20s and got my bachelor's degree and then went on to get my master's degree in marketing. Brilliant. And now what would you see as your biggest strength at the moment, Alison? Uh, I think my biggest strength is that I... I think it's it's the human contact, the human touch. Um, with all marketing that I do, I really like to, to bring out people's stories. And I think my strength is that I go out and meet people and just get to know the, the re- who they really are. And um, in, that enables me then to tell their stories. Brilliant. And if you would kind of focus on your main day-to-day strength about how you get that out what channels you portray their stories what do you use on a daily basis to to get that marketing out um i think my strength there is is very much around social media um both just posting every day and interacting with people online uh through through the company's website uh through the company's social media channels But then also I I have quite a strong background in paid advertising um, and placing paid adverts, especially through Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. And to kind of hit home what you're saying about uh, communication in your social media. So are you actively like commenting on other people's profiles, maybe other messages they're doing, maybe partnering businesses? Are you actively going out in your day and engaging like being true to the word and being social yeah I think that's very important on you know social media that you need it can't be one-way traffic you know you have to actually engage with people comment on their posts um, start conversations with them be it individuals institutions other companies um, you know the whole point of social media is to be social and I really like I like that side of things. And I think it's very important to engage in those conversations and like other people's posts and comment on them and ju- just, you know, you know, talk about shared interests. I just think that's so important, whether you're an individual or a company. I completely agree. I completely agree. That's you know one of the reasons why I asked the question. I wanted to get a little insight into there. Um, if we made the platforms more specific, is there a particular platform you're really proud of and how you've scaled it and how you operate on it? Uh, in a previous role, in my previous role before the one I'm in now, it would have been Instagram um, because I love visual content. I love 
really strong photography and really strong video, but only, you know, particularly if there's a really strong story behind them. And I think Instagram is fantastic for that. But in my current role as marketing communications manager with Lero, it's Twitter. Uh, you know, all of our researchers are on Twitter, the industry we work with, the institutions, and I spend a large part of my day on Twitter, just engaging with people as well as, you know, posting out our own content. And what kind of kind of growth and following would you have on your Twitter now? Is it something that you've you've felt very proud and growing? Yeah, I mean, I, I can literally see it every day. And it's not even the, for me, I don't focus on the number of followers. Yeah, It's the interactions. Exactly. You know, the amount of times that people are resharing your tweets, are commenting on your tweets, are engaging in conversations with you. And the amount of times we're tagged as well, where people are, particularly researchers, are sharing their big news, but they tag Lero in it because we're such a big part of we're not, we're not a big part of their news, but we, we work with them and we get to share in in the great things that they're doing. Um, so that's what I measure the success on, on Twitter being. Uh, yes, followers grow daily. But it, it's more about the interactions for me. Completely. And so obviously interesting, you've gone from kind of Instagram to Twitter. Do you see uh, a bit of a renaissance in Twitter now? Do you see momentum building again in that kind of platform? Or uh, is there any other platforms you're looking at interacting with? Um, I think um, I think Twitter is always going to be there and it depends on the industry you work in. I mean, working in the research industry, Twitter is key. I mean, it, it's just essential. And I think that is because with research, it's and particularly research marketing, a lot of what the researchers are doing, it's very hard to visually show that. So Instagram just isn't an appropriate platform because how do you show the research that's being done whereas on twitter you can have conversations and you can talk about it and linkedin is the same i mean uh linkedin is is just fantastic for for sharing you know the research that's being done for talking to other people and also i've discovered it's really good for debating um i see a you know a lot of our researchers will will put on both twitter and linkedin theories they have or areas that they're investigating and we'll literally put a call out to their colleagues in the field saying, well, what do you think on this? Or what are your ideas? And you can see some incredible debate and conversation come from that, where even our researchers will say, I didn't look at it from that angle and I'm going to go away and do that now. And it's just fantastic to see. And you've made some really important point there, Alison. With the research, do you kind of market in a way where you give the full body of it, let's say that maybe a reference to a link or something, but would you then create mini snippets of content and put them out on different platforms or, or summarize them? Or is, is that how you operate normally? Yeah, that's exactly it, Tom. I mean, we, it's, it's very hard to put out an entire uh, academic paper or an entire piece of research, but we would pull out, you know, some of the key points, and share those or the key findings and then always link back to the full body of research so people have the access to go and look at it 
But for me as well, and this is something I'm really planning on focusing on in the next few months, it's, I think what's important is not just the research, but also the impact this is going to have on society, on individuals, on industry, and sometimes even in, in you know, on policymakers for, for in Europe and in Ireland. But also, I really want to showcase our researchers. They all have incredible stories to tell as to why they chose to do their research in Ireland or why why they chose the topic that they're researching, what it means to them and their hopes and aspirations for the research they're doing and what impact it can have in the future. And they're the stories I want to tell. I really want to showcase our researchers because I think that you can have incredible research that has incredible findings that will impact society, but people engage with people. And people, you know, I, I this is just my own personal opinion, but I think if you can show the real people behind the research and what drives them, you get more engagement and people feel that they can connect more with it. Really well said. And is there any particular softwares you use, Alison, throughout the week to enhance your role to help you out? Um, I think, you know, with social media, we, we all rely heavily on, on the, the analytics that come with the platforms. But I have found Hootsuite can be very, really good, just both for scheduling and also for pulling data and giving you insights. Um, and then also, um, I use Canva an awful lot, just for creating simple graphics. And I find that Canva is so easy to use for if you want to put up a social media post, you can create something in Canva quite easily and, and just push it out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And yeah, I'm a huge advocate for, for any of our listeners who might not be familiar with Hootsuite. Could you give us just a quick overview of some of the sections of it and why it is such a good platform? Um, so Hootsuite is, is like a, it's a dashboard that you can use and you can set it up so that you have each of your channels in it and you can see them as separate streams. And then it, it gives you, the platform gives you the ability to schedule your posts, but it also gives you the ability that if there are certain hashtags that you follow, or, uh, even if there are competitors or, other people that you really want to be engaging with, you can set up streams on Hootsuite that show you any posts that go up using that hashtag or that that person, you know, whenever, anytime they put a post out or a tweet out, it'll show you it. So it's a really great way of keeping track on what's going on in what can be a very cluttered space. Um, and that moves, you know, especially Twitter moves so quickly, it can be hard to just keep up. Um, so it allows you to do that, but then also it can, you can do, um, reports on Hootsuite that not only show you, you know, the new followers or your engagement rates, but it breaks down your engagement as well as to what the engagement types are. It'll show you what your top performing posts have been. Um, it's just overall, it's a really good platform for getting insights, but also keeping abreast of everything that's happening in the, in your marketplace. That's a really good summary. Thank you. And away from what you're working on at the moment, is there any areas you're looking to upskill into and why? Yes, I, I think, and this is kind of a goal of mine, I would really like to set up a TikTok for Lero 
because Lero, you know, we engage so much with um, like with with young with children in schools through our coding programs, and I would really like to set up a TikTok, but it's again coming back to that: how do I visually represent what we're doing? So that's my challenge, and it's a little quandary that I'm working on and trying to to figure out myself at the moment. Well, listen, yeah, the challenge is there, um, and. The one thing you have already and you use often is Canva, just type in TikTok Reels and come up with a kind of format that would be on brand. But I'm sure, yeah, I, I would strongly advise doing it. I think the algorithm is so good at the moment for for any kind of industry. So, um, yeah, definitely do. And will you keep us updated on how you get on with it? I certainly will. Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping you'll all be jumping on to watch our TikToks in the next few months. Exactly. We definitely will. And looking at the digital industry as a whole, is there anything that really excites you maybe in the future, um, but things coming up? Um, I think, I mean, I think the industry, uh, you know, as a whole, we're, we're going to be continuing to be looking at short form content, content, you know, the likes of your 30 second videos, your snippets, uh, your reels, I, I, I think that's the way it's going. And it's, it is exciting, but also, you know, there are technological developments constantly. And it, it's what is going to be the next big thing and, and, and where is it going to go? I just, it, it can be very difficult to keep up with the changes in uh, digital platforms, but it's also very exciting. Brilliant. Yeah. And lastly, we always ask on the show, if you could bottle up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? I think it's being genuine. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's just be genuine in all your engagements with people because a lot of what I do is content generation. And if you're genuine with people and honest and authentic, you'll get that back. And that comes across in any marketing that people do is the authenticity of it. I completely agree. And I find, do you find socially now there's almost a step back where people are more engaging with, you know, someone almost in their living room with, you know, uh, looking quite normal, not this kind of Photoshopped kind of presenting kind of culture that we had for a couple of years. Do you think that authenticity is coming through as well in marketing? I do. I absolutely do. Because I think um, nowadays, and especially with the, the the new generation that are coming through now, people, they see through marketing. They see through staged, you know, formal kind of, and they see through anything that isn't real. And they just want the truth. They want to, they want to see reality. They want to see genuine people. And they want to connect with it. And yeah, I think, I think people want that. I think that the public just wants to engage with real, genuine people. Yeah, really well said. That's it. Alison, thank you so much for being on the show. I've loved every minute of it. And yeah, I just first and foremost want to say thank you from all of us. And yeah, really interested to see how you get on. Would love to see your TikTok as well coming up. So let me know. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me, Tom.